0: Well, today, I'm starting a brand-new series, and uh, it's called Disciples. So we've got a lot of guests that have showed up today, and we want to welcome you to Christ's community and uh, our faith family and friends. Man, thanks for being here. It's only going to be like a three-week run. It's kind of a short series, but I'm going to just talk to you about discipleship and what it means to be a disciple, and maybe you'll learn some new things, and maybe you'll be reacquainted with some old truths, and you know what I hope more than anything? Maybe you'll apply the truths in which you know. <laughs> There's one thing about a preacher, you know, we, we preach and preach and preach, but the thing is, I don't think the problem's, uh, the problem's in the content, or we don't have enough to talk about, I think it's within obeying. How about you? I mean, I know a lot more than I obey. How about you, church? I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm embarrassed, huh? It's not just me, it's you too. I'm ashamed of that, but we ought to obey these truths and, and ask the Lord to help us. So today, we're jumping into what is a disciple. Right there, I'm, I'm going to just get a, this is going to be horrible on video, but hey, just bless him. I had to wet my whistle. Okay, I'm ready to go now, man. This is going to be fun. At the very top of your outline, I want you to see that it says, what is a disciple? I want you to circle right under that. What is a disciple? There's a couple words here. What does it say? A learner. learner. Say it again. What is a disciple? A learner. learner. Are you a learner? Don't go, I'm thinking. (laughs) I reckon. You said I'm a learner. Well, you might not be a learner, but if you're a disciple of Jesus Christ, you're, you're a student of God's Word. You're a student of the truths of Scripture, and you, uh, hopefully you begin to learn. It's what the first disciples did. They began to follow Jesus. They began to watch and observe his life. That's why I'm so big on Scripture. That's why I'm so big on the New Testament. And when we read the Gospel accounts of Jesus, this motley crew, if you will, They're always observing and getting in trouble and doing some of the things he says and then kind of getting in trouble and going to sleep and oh, no, 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 no. But the one thing is they found a shepherd, and his name was Jesus, and they followed him 24-7. It was only kind of a short-term ministry when you think three years. I mean, when I think I've been a pastor 31 years, and this church is over 17 years now, I'm thinking, wow. That's that's a lot. And some of you've been with me from the start. Some of you just showed up last week. Some of you showed up today. And some of you are going to leave next week. And some some more will come in. And, and uh, but you're going to learn from the teachings of Christ. And that's what a disciple is. A disciple watches. He he observes. They they watch Jesus. They they even saw. Of course, they saw the miracles and and the wonderful uh, miraculous. But they also went, saw when Jesus was, was tired. They saw when he was spent. They, they even saw when Jesus was sad and when he was kind of wasted in, in, in just the, the, the toughness. They, they saw the sorrow as we looked at uh, Resurrection Sunday when Jesus began to weep over his good friend Lazarus. I, I love the humanity of Jesus, just that they were uh, disciples, but you know what made them disciples? Because they followed Jesus daily. You know what makes us disciples today? When we follow Jesus you hear me say this a lot, maybe you're new so you haven't heard me say it a lot, but I love the word. Oh, I love it. You know where I'm fixing to go. Christ follower. We follow after the master. I mean, the word Christian believers, the people of the way, the book of Acts talks about, those are all synonymous with disciple, Christ followers, but when I say Christ follower, it puts the emphasis on the one that is the master. It's like when we name the church, I remember in 96 when Don and I had come to the end of ourselves in in the thing that we were doing and, and had had a fruitful ministry, and God was calling us out to start a new church. And we began to pray and plan and dream and think and be consumed by this new work of future, of vision. And then it was a time to name the church, and we named it Christ Community And there's a reason I named it. I even had some people about year 10. They go, Keith, you need to rename the church. You need to get something suave, baby. You need to get something cool. You need to get a new name for the church. And I thought, well, oh, yeah, like uh, the church at Chantilly Way. And I started thinking all these different things. We, you know, it wouldn't be the rock because there ain't no rocks out here. I mean, there's gravel out there. If you go throw those and no, don't go throw them. But, you know, and you start thinking about names. You could have named the church, but there was just something about Christ. I wanted it to be that every time somebody wanted to blaspheme me and they wanted to blaspheme Jesus Christ and Christ community, they had to say Christ. You're saying, wow, you're kind of evil there. The way you know, I wanted them to think about Jesus all the time people ask me now what's the name of the church I go it's real easy hold on Christ Community Church and when I tell secular people all the time what's your web you know what's your email and I give it to them and it's keith at Christccm.net always get to say Christ and I get to talk to people all the time they go how do you spell that I go I'm glad you asked C-H-R-I-S-T I know you're going are people that dumb sometimes they are okay so here's the thing are you following Jesus being a disciple means we're following Jesus we're learning something new I just want you to write in the margin. There's a lot of white space today. And just write down the thing. Am I learning something new every day about Jesus? A disciple begins to inquire, and they they have an investigative mind and heart. They have a hungry spirit. They want their soul fed from heaven. That's what a true disciple does. Now, if you're just religious, you're not really into this hunger thing. You're not really into doing more. But, you know, Jesus said... Look like a sheep. What does sheep look like? Scripture tells us all about what they look like. But I want to give you a verse about being a learner. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 5. It won't come up on screens. It's not in your notes. Write down Proverbs 1, 5. In the New American Standard, the Word of God just simply says, A wise man will hear and increase in learning, and a man of understanding will acquire wise counsel. Are you a person? Are you a man, woman, boy, or girl of wisdom, of understanding? Are you learning? You know, in the information age and everything that we have, there's so much information. It just, it overwhelms my mind at times. And other times I'm so excited. Uh, it, you go to somebody, you go, hey, can you do that? They'll "No, but I can watch YouTube on it. And you, hey, do you do that? I, I can Google it. Hey, do you do this? Hey, I can do this. I mean, we can just find out something ever so quickly. It used to be you, you had to go to the library. You know, that's those buildings they have at colleges, you know? libraries aren't near as popular as they used to be matter of fact in college they were real popular but they weren't as popular for pastor keith when you thought they were to go to see the girls and then and then i met jesus and then i realized hey, i need to go over here and study okay anyway i'm gonna get out, of, get out of trouble here you go so the word disciple it comes from the classroom it, it means to be a student and uh, a learner of the truth. Andy Stanley says it's defined as an adherent, follower, a disciple that grows by obeying and imitating their master. Right down that To obey and to imitate Jesus Christ is what it means to truly be a follower of the king. It requires effort and it requires sacrifice and it demands strength and it demands energy. It demands your all. In, in the days of Jesus when he walked the earth, you would sign up to be an apprentice. They didn't, they didn't have universities like we have today in colleges. And if you wanted to be a lawyer, you would go track around. Or if you wanted to be a tax collector, if you wanted to be a fisherman, you'd, you'd go hang out with those people, and you'd be schooled in that area. And that's where we get apprenticeships. We, we imitate, we begin to see what, how somebody else does it, and then we want to do it like them. So all these people were following after Christ, and they begin to see, If if somebody wanted to be a shepherd, they would go hang out with the shepherds, and then they would become a shepherd in their own right. It's not a lot different today. If we want to be a Christ follower, we have to hang around. Let's go a little bit higher. Jesus. Now, we need to hang around Christians, but I got to tell you, sometimes if I just followed Christians, I'd be a little bit in trouble. You know what I'm saying? And I love the church, and we do need to be associated. We'll talk about how important it is to be a part of the household of faith, but we hang around Jesus. We spend time with him around his experience, around his life, and we follow him. We become his disciples. The first disciples, they were students, and Jesus was their teacher. Every weekend, I have the title as pastor and teacher, but there is one, and he's the Holy Spirit. He, he's the good teacher. He's the holy teacher of God. And for three years here, they follow after Christ all through Galilee, Jerusalem. They watch, they listen, they observe, they ask questions, they have happy meals together. That was a, okay, they really didn't have happy meals, okay. I mean, they they had a lot of fish. Do Do anybody think they had a lot of fish? When I went to Israel, that's all they do. And can I just tell you something? Pastor Keith really doesn't like fish. I love shrimp, and I love lobster, and I love oysters, but... Fish is just not. I know some of you are like, we're going to pray for you, boy. And then, and you know, trout, almadine, I, I like that. But just fish. and so every week I'd go in Israel, we'd come in, and three times a day they would offer fish on our plate. You know, I was like, man, give me some fruit, give me something. else. Like, and I, I found plenty to eat. Don't worry about me. But they were all the disciples were always. How about that little boy? I always feel sorry for the little boy in Scripture. He, his mama was a good mama because she packed his bag that day with some fish and loaves. And he went over to hear Jesus, and he's the only one that had a lunch that day, and Jesus took the lunch from him. Well, he, Jesus, hold on, hold on. Jesus didn't take the lunch from him, but he offered his lunch to Jesus, and Jesus did the incredible feat of the miracle of feeding the 5,000. And when I think about, wow, man, Jesus, just learner. Remember this. If you're a disciple, synonymous would be the word learner. You're a learner. You're growing. If you're not growing, you're dying. A leader is a, come on, a leader is a reader. A leader is a learner. You got to grow. You got to learn. Some people, ah, I'm too old. Man, you're only 42, dude. I know, man, my mind's checking out. Then wake it up. And somebody will say, well, man, I'm only 90. Then you're not dead yet. Keep beating. You say, I'm only six. Hey, great, you're a learner. You say, I'm only two. I can't read. Then learn to read. No, I'm not that hard. I'm not going to go over there today and say, hey, kids, learn to read, man. Pictures are going away next Sunday. i are not going to do that. I mean, y'all would be in trouble if you couldn't bring your picture Bible in here, some of you. Okay. You know, you, you remember when you are a kid and you got these little pictures, you know? Isn't that sweet? Yeah, anyway, all right, let's go. They didn't have any of that in seminary. Okay. So a disciple. What, what is a disciple? A little free stuff before I get into all this. He's a sinner that's converted. He's regenerated by the Holy Spirit. A sinner is a person that repents. It's always necessary for salvation that they turn from the life that's mastered by sin and they turn to the master, the Lord Jesus. In in the Greek, I've said this word, I love it, it's kurios. Kurios means master. When we receive Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord, we receive kurios, we receive him as master and when somebody's master of something what does that mean they're in charge they're ceo they're president they rule they reign they're in control hey in the air force in the army in the service and and, and you see a leader and uh and, and they have a general who's in charge the corporal the sergeant the captain or the general who the general he's like man there's no doubt he's the master in this army or he's a master in this service Oh, here it is, Jesus Christ. He's Lord. So we come to repentance and faith and regeneration by the Holy Spirit, and we trust. So a disciple is a Christian. A disciple is a Christ follower. I just want to set all this up to make sure we get a biblical understanding, textual, what it means when Jesus says, come follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. All through Scripture. In the Gospel of John, Jesus says "says uh, The guys, disciples and different ones are saying, come and see come and see the one i found come and see the messiah come and see jesus come and see him now follow him you have seen him you've beheld his glory now follow after him the disciple it's a conscious decision to follow after christ when you become a christ follower you, you don't do it when you're a baby You don't do it when you're a child. You don't necessarily do it when you're an adult. You do it when you make a conscious decision, when the Holy Spirit awakens your heart, when you're regenerated, when you trust Christ, when you fully receive him, and you become new. When The Bible says when you're born again, you've made a conscious decision. Your mom can't make it. Your grandparents can't make it. Your pastor can't make it. Your coach can't make it. You have to make a conscious decision. Have you made a conscious decision to follow Jesus? Not to be religious, but to follow after Christ. I made you my disciples, Jesus says. The entire history of Christianity for 2,000 years has been nothing more than that. Going and making disciples. That's what Jesus says. Hey, hey guys, I'm going to leave the world to you. And if y'all get my name out, if y'all proclaim my Father's kingdom, the gospel will go forward and it will be fruitful. Are y'all glad? Are you appreciative of the disciples? Boy, I am the first disciples. Are you appreciative of the disciples today that are in this room? I am. Are you appreciative of the people that have come before you in Jesus Christ? Boy, I am. How about the people that will follow you? They'll be grateful for your legacy if you follow Christ. I was reading a writer that I really enjoy. He's got a great radio voice. He was president of Moody for some time. His name's Joseph Stoll. He used to come on Faith Radio. I love to read him. He's a He's a, he's a wordsmith. He's a, he's a great orator. But he, he wrote one book called Following Christ, and he goes, the following journey is simple in the sense that the complexity of life is reduced to the single question, where is Christ on this issue? Or put another way, am I on the road with him? While all the world loses itself in speculation and experimentation about the meaning of life, the follower has a certain singular Focus. They follow Jesus. They follow Him. You know, when you left here today, you say, "What did your preacher talk about?" Following Jesus. He's pretty intent about that. Well, I tell you, who's really intent about it. Jesus, the Father. One day He'll ask you, "Did I know you? Did you follow Me? Did you love My Word?" There's a dozen voices that are out there clinging for your attention and mine, and Jesus says, "I offer a better way of life." We say, Jesus, help me. How many have, have, have said to that spiritual prayer this week and give you all up to Jesus? Jesus, help me. Help the boy. Help. Come on. The rest of you didn't ask Jesus to help you this week? I ask him all the time. But here's what Jesus says. Follow me. We say, help me, Jesus. Jesus says, follow me. Follow me. I'll help you. I'll follow you on that narrow road that leads to life eternal. Follow me, and I'll lead you to my Father's heart. Follow me, and I'll give you the treasures of heaven. Follow me, seek me with all your heart. You'll find me. As a church, the church, the collected, the gathering, the ecclesia is the gathering in the body of Christ. We're a church of disciples. That's what I pray. Jesus, don't make us a religious gathering. Don't make us just a church of people that say we're Christian in name. But Jesus, make us a people that follow you because we want to make disciples for the glory of your name forever and ever. We want to restore people by your spirit that they get restored for a kingdom eternal. Father, you're faithful. Lord, you're doing much more than a remodeling job. Let's look at the handout here today. It says here in, uh, in, the, in the Great Commission, Matthew 28, 19, and 20, about like there go for making disciples of all nations. Look at Matthew 28, 19 and 20. I think it's going to come up, isn't it? Matthew 28, 19 and 20. There go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And then he builds, he goes, now and teach them to obey everything that I've commanded you, saying Jesus. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. That's, our, that's the last words of Christ. He tells us to go. Go where, Jesus? Go make disciples. Be a disciple-making church. Be a disciple-making people. Let's just look at some simple comments that I put down this week. A true disciple does not try harder, but they follow Christ. And we always, always tell people, and say, now, how are you going to do on that? I'm going to try. I'm going to try harder. You know what I'm learning when I try? Do, how many Do y'all do this like Pastor Keith? I'll try, and you don't really intend to do nothing. You just said it to get them off your case. Go ahead, just put them hands up high. Come on, help me out. Okay, Jesus don't want you to try no harder. Your flesh is going to fail. Jesus wants you to trust. He wants you to follow him. Uh, um, a great writer, John Eldredge, you men love to uh, read him. He, he wrote a recent book called uh, The Walking Dead. And he, he said in this book, religion tries harder. Religion and its defenders have always been the most insidious enemy of the true faith precisely because they're not glaring opponents. They are impostors. God wants us to not depose. He wants us to be the real deal, the genuine, authentic article that we follow Jesus. We're without wax. We're without pretension. We don't try hard because when we try hard, it just doesn't cut it. He says, I want you to make Jesus master. I want you to make Jesus Lord you know what I've learned about trying harder? Because I've tried hard in a lot of things. And I've certainly tried it in Christianity. You can write it down today. Write right in it in, in the margin. If you try harder, here's two things i found it does. It frustrates me, and it cripples me. It frustrates, and it cripples. And there's no life in religion. There's no life in trying harder. And then he would move on. I would say to you, a disciple learns from Jesus by being with him. When we read the gospel accounts, we see that disciples hung out, had fellowship with Jesus. When we have fellowship with Jesus, when we hang with him, when we hold on to every word, when we spend time in his presence in the church of worship, when we spend time in our cars, our homes, praising and worship and reading the word of God, being taught the word of God, being in community retreats, Bible studies, I- I'll show you this, in Mark three fourteen. In the New King James Version, it says, And then he appointed twelve that they might be with him, that he might send them out to preach. Jesus appointed them to do one thing, to hang with him, to be with him. This morning, Jesus is doing the same thing. He's saying, you know what, I want you to be with me. I long for you to be in my presence and to learn from me. And if you learn from me, then you can be fruitful, then you can be effective. Who knew the Father's heart better than Jesus? Nobody. So we ought to take our cues from King Jesus. Look at the next one here. A disciple submits to the truth they find in Scripture. When we find God's word for our soul, when we find God's way, when we find God's leadership in his Scriptures, we submit to it. Uh, Are we receptive to the truth? Do we respond when truth is spoken to us from God's Word, from God's platform, from God's people, from God Himself through the Holy Spirit? Do we respond? Are we receptive and say, God, like uh, if we're saying, God, please give me wisdom. Father, give me counsel. God, give me direction. God, give me an answer. Lord, speak to me in this situation. When God gives truth, when He Uh, radiates when he begins to impact our life with truth we have to follow it but you know what we can do we can suppress it we can ignore it we can avoid it and we go god you've revealed truth but i'm not submitting i I think it's probably right and true and fitting but just not going to do it jesus and the bible says you grieve the holy spirit and this morning uh as we talk about a heavy topic in the next three weeks about being a disciple, I'm just thinking, are you submitting to truth? Just submit to truth. When we submit to truth and to the truth of God's Word in every realm of our life, there is victory, there is blessing, and there is peace. And the church said, I promise you, there is peace. If you follow God's Word, peace will accompany it every time. Now, if you're hard-headed, and God knows I'm hard-headed and stubborn, and you heard it right here on this stage. and I was like, "Pastor, stubborn, and so are his friends sometimes. Okay, all right, but I'm stubborn. But when I can die, and when I choose to be crucified to Christ and die to myself, and Christ be raised up, and I submit to the truth of God's eternal word, there is victory for my soul and for yours. You know why a lot of people don't walk in victory? They don't know God's word. They're not hanging out with Jesus. That, that scripture, they were with him. They, they made a choice right down there somewhere. i got to make a choice to be with Jesus. He'll never force himself on you. He's always there. He's ever-present. He's all-changing, or he's never changing. He's all-powerful. He's all-knowing. But you have to choose to let the truth of God's Word reshape your life. The next point would be a disciple reflects Jesus. They're a reflector of who Christ is. And it's a beautiful thing. In Matthew five sixteen, you know this verse. Kids sing about it when they're little. We, we march them up in front of the church and they sing these little cute songs. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father who is in heaven. But what? Let your light, the light of the gospel, the light of Jesus Christ shine. Philippians says, shine like stars in the universe. Shine to the nation. Shine to a dark world. How many of you think we live in a dark, demonic, sinful, broken world? I do. Oh, some of you don't live where I do, huh? Where do y'all live? You know, I get to lead a staff of holy people. I get to serve you in this church and a lot of neat people, holy people. And I got to tell you something. Sometimes we don't let the light shine too good. Sometimes we can get a little selfish or a little self-absorbed or a little short or a little caustic or something, and, and Christ didn't get much glory, and we got to get that quickly right. How about in your home? Has that ever appeared at your house? Has anybody ever been less than perfect in their home? Some of you aren't laughing like, man, I bet you don't have very much fun at your house. You all are tight. Man, you know what? We're, we just missed the mark. It's called sin, and we fall short. And God says, be a reflector. I, I love this next... Point. I could preach on it for days and I won't, don't worry. A disciple abides in Christ, they abide in Jesus Christ, so they might be fruitful. In John 15 4, the word of God says, Remain in me also as I remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. But neither can you bear fruit unless you Oh, let's say it together, the last three words. Unless you remain in me. And it says, and one translation says, you abide in me, you will bear much fruit. When you and I choose to remain and be steadfast and movable in Christ, we abide in Christ, we continue in Christ, we abide in the word of God, we choose to grow, we choose to be holy, we choose not to choose sin. Man, the result is fruit. The result is the Father is glorified. It's a beautiful thing. So how do we make disciples? This is just a little thing I found from this guy about being the church, about how to make disciples. I love it. First, in your head, you have to somewhere come to volitional, intellectual ascent. In my mind, I believe the Word of God is truth. And the church said, but if you just have intellectual understanding, that's not enough. The, some people tell me all the time, well, you believe. They believe the Bible says the demons believe and they're in hell. But look what it then we move over to learn in our head to believe. We begin to embrace, we begin to believe it in our heart. We begin to embrace it with our soul, with our character. So we move from our mind to our heart. But I like this last one. Then we begin to experience experiential with our hands, with our feet. With our ears, with our mouth, we glorify God. And this is just a quick way that we make disciples. It's not that I have any desire to pour content for information's sake. I, I, Don, I'll tell you, I read so much. I read so much information. I listen to so much information. I'm constantly absorbing. That's all you can do when you're a communicator. You've got to take in a lot so you've got something to give out. But it's fun is that can be at times, and other times this can be a little laborious. I just go ahead and tell you. My heart is God, I want to obey you, but I want your people to obey you too. Lord, we want to experience Christ with our hand, with our heart, with our hands. We want to learn and believe and experience and bear much fruit. We want to be Christ like in our character and our conduct in who we are, in our marriages, in our friendships, in our workplace. We want to have good works. We want to have Christ-like conversation. Just right down there, side mark, a disciple has Christ-like conversation. Some of you are saying, man, you just nailed me. Did you hear my conversation? I do. I have a couple of testimonies. Y'all go ahead and hit it. I I want to show you a couple of people this week. I videoed them at work this week. Here's first. Wouldn't that scare you to death if I had the ability? I had a nanny cam at work this week. Now, hey, I'm not telling you I don't want you to have a nanny cam office all the time. Like, oh, I can't believe Pastor Keith said that. He he said, "Dang," or whatever, or he, or he did this, or he wasn't very kind, of that, or he was a little short. You know, or he's going crazy. Okay, all right. So, what do we do, Lord? I want to abide, Lord. I want to bear fruit, Lord. I want to have Christ-like conversation and move through the truth with me. We were saved for this reason, not to just teach facts, not just to gain information, to but to experience Christ. Have you experienced Jesus Christ? Okay, that was not rhetorical. Have you experienced Jesus? Amen. Now, some of you are like, now, what's the answer to that? Yeah, I'll say that with him. No, no, no. Have you experienced Christ? When you have experienced Christ, you know it. But guess what else? Other people know it. Other people know when you get Jesus. I remember so well when I came to Christ at my university campus, people knew he's different. He's beginning a transformation process and that transformation has begun then and it's continuing to this day Just like it is for you. If you're in Christ, you're abiding in Christ today You don't arrive till you get into the presence of Jesus Christ in heaven. Amen I long for that journey. Did I tell y'all i'm getting a bus up trying to go there (laughs) I'm getting up a group every weekend. I'm trying to get a bigger group up to go Because I believe it matters. I believe it's eternal and what do disciples do? I'll give you this quickly. They learn to pray consistently They pray in the morning. They pray at noon. They pray at night. They love God's Word. They earnestly pray before they make decisions. True disciples decide that they want peace, and they exchange worry for peace, and they experience the peace of Christ. And also in Matthew 26, 41, the Word of God says, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The Spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. That is some of your favorite verse. Man, I can quote that verse anytime, man, you know, want my spirit, my flesh, man, it's having a flesh break. It's on a party. No, I want Christ. I want you to have Christ. I want, I want you to live here today going, you know what? I want to know Jesus. I want to know him, the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. No, no, nobody wants to pray that part of the verse. I wish that part of the verse was not in there if you want to know what I think. It says, I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection. And I wish it had exclamation point, close the book. But he didn't stop there. Holy Spirit led him to go on and go. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection. But then I want you to move on. I want you to know the fellowship of his suffering. I have to suffer, and so do you. This summer, I've already decided I'm going to do a message one, one Sunday this summer about suffering. You need to come. If you're not here, you need to watch it on the web. It's just, I mean, has anybody in here suffered lately? Yeah, okay. Well, if you're living, if you're breathing, if you had not you'll get an opportunity. Don't, don't feel worried. You'll get the experience that with the rest of us. Okay. Christ discipleship focused on God fulfilled in Christ biblically integrated growth in the scriptures ministry minded loving the church of Jesus Christ devoted to disciple making. You know what I hope you begin to do in this series. I hope we get it out of the notebooks and off, off the worship guides. I hope we get it more in our hearts, but I hope we start walking in it. And my prayer would be that we would all become disciple makers. And bring much glory to our Father. A disciple of Jesus Christ is committed to living all of their life for the glory of God. God gives good gifts. God blesses us. We, we always hope God will bless us. But we need to follow Christ wherever he chooses to lead us. And we say, Father, not my will, not my desire, but to glorify you, Father. In the very bottom verse here, 1 Corinthians 10, 31. Look at it with me. Read it with me. Look across the bottom. So, ready? So. Whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. God, that's what a disciple does. It it brings glory to his name. It begins to elevate the name of Christ. We begin to work together. We follow him. We learn from him. And then in the process, as we learn, as we follow, we become like him. We become little Christ. Christian, we're little Christ, and Christ forming you and me into the image of himself that we bear honor and we shine for the glory of our Father who is in heaven, that one day he'll come again or he'll take us to be with himself. Wow, Lord, that's the hope of the gospel. We love, we trust. There's a gift here. But it's not an arbitrary call. This is not an arbitrary call that you just do whatever you think is right. That's not the call of the gospel. It's not just to go, you know, I'm just going to do what I want to do it's to do what Jesus wants you to do. I'm going to ask somebody to come to the keyboard on that. That was kind of a key, but anyway, maybe I got to the wrong person. I don't know. Anyway, it's not an arbitrary call. Jesus here wants to be author and perfecter and maturist in our faith. And Lord, I don't want to think about your call anymore. I don't want to think about your words. I want to be a true disciple. I want to follow you. I want you to lead me I want you to direct my faith Lord I want to be tethered to the truth of your word I want to be a disciple I want to be a follower I want to be a Christian I want to be a biblical Christian you know I read George Barna the great researcher I read a lot of surveys and I'm appalled at some of the stuff I read about statistics that people call themselves Christians because I'm convinced if people were Christians at all said they were we have a lot less sin we have a lot less problems in our world and we'd have a lot of healing in the word of god in colossians chapter 2 verse 6 the word says these words as therefore you have received christ jesus as lord so walk in him if you have received jesus christ as lord and savior as master then walk in him walk in his ways and then purpose to share and articulate." and propagate your faith to others that they might come to know Christ in the way that you've come to know him. There's always a next step. Next weekend, I'm setting this up. Next weekend, we're having baptism, believer's baptism. A part of the service will be, people will be following Jesus Christ in obedience of going public. Did you know Jesus has no secret disciples? Jesus won't have anything to do with that if you're ashamed of me then i'll be ashamed of you before my father but if you'll acknowledge me before men i will acknowledge you before my father in heaven how many of you want jesus to acknowledge you and present you to the father as holy and redeemed and sanctified and born again how many want to be redeemed amen then acknowledge him and next weekend one of the ways we acknowledge christ is the lord's table the other way is baptism now the lord's table is not so hard because everybody just comes we tell you be a believer don't be in sin some people have died because they took it in an unworthy manner but then baptism is that step where you're going i'm going public you know years ago when i was a young pastor somebody asked me one day keith could you baptize me in private i get a little nervous when i'm with people i don't want to be around nobody i want to be a secret disciple And Pastor Keith wasn't as bold then as he is now. But I remember telling him, in, no, there ain't no secret baptisms. We're going to baptize you to the glory of Jesus Christ. And it's for the house of faith to shout and to bear witness that my sins are forgiven. And that person just declared, yesterday I did a wedding. Carol and Mark's son, Gary. They didn't go, hey, can we do it over here in a little secret place? Man, we did it right there, about 200 people in the room. We went public. And you know what? They, they put on wedding bands, and they're wearing them. Matter of fact, Gary couldn't hardly get his own, and I'm standing there, and I'm, I'm doing a ring vow, and Don's doing this, and, and, and it won't go over his knuckle. And I'm going, oh, man, you know, like, you know, and, and doing this, you know, and you know, you're standing there. It ain't no big deal to y'all, but I'm the preacher, and I'm like, okay, they got to get it on. And finally it goes on. And then Gary, and she goes, man, that was hard. He says, that's the point. It ain't supposed to come off. I like that. Well, you know what? When we follow Jesus, he's supposed to stick with us for eternity. We're supposed to follow him. Let's follow Christ. Let's love Christ. Let's pray. Father, it's been good to be with you this morning, to be in your house, to look at your holy word. You tell us to go, therefore, making disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And Lord, we want to follow you. Maybe you're calling us to follow in baptism next weekend. Then let's be obedient. Maybe you're telling us to follow you in reconciling our marriage. Then let's be obedient. Maybe you're telling us to forgive somebody. Then let's forgive them. Lord, maybe you're telling us to start having a daily quiet time. Let's have a daily quiet time. God, I, the possibilities are endless. But we want to follow you, Jesus. Because one day, I want to be acknowledged by your Father. I call him my Father, Abba. I call him Papa God. Father, acknowledge us as we acknowledge the Son. We need redemption. It just feels right, Lord, when we follow you. No, Lord, it's just right when we follow you. Make us Christ followers today. True Christ followers until you come again. And God's people said, amen.